This is True Parenting Audio, episode 34. Hey everybody, I'm Andy Smithson, and this is True Parenting Audio, the podcast where parents will find inspiration and practical parenting tips that not only change kids' behavior, but build powerful cycles of continuous growth in your family through the principles of teaching, relationship, and upgrading yourself. Thanks for joining us in this journey to be a true parent. all you true parents out there. Today we're going to be talking about temper tantrums. But today I am going to be switching things up a little bit and I hope that you enjoy this new format and if you would I'd love it if if you'd let me know what you think of this new format. I'm going to change things. Not going to read directly from today's article but rather uh, just talk with you a little bit parent to parent about temper tantrums and some of the things that we can do to stop temper tantrums when they happen and also to prevent them in the future and help us build those cycles of communication and uh, connection with our kids that help them to overcome those impulsive types of feelings that lead them to temper tantrums. And so um, I'd like to start off today with a quote. I'd like to make this part of uh, the podcast from now on. I'd like to start each episode with a quote. Today's quote is, I don't cause commotions. I am one. Alphaba from Wicked. I'd like to start out today's discussion by just telling you a brief story about a Walmart visit recently. I was walking down one of the freezer aisles and there was a little girl that just started shrieking from her grocery cart. And mom was just walking down the aisle, pushing the cart nonchalantly, just continued her shopping. She started to yell at her mom, I want popsicles now. And this mom just calmly told her no. Her daughter immediately started to whine and complain and make a big scene in the middle of the grocery store. I was really quite impressed by this mom's sticking to her boundary and saying no, but just being calm the whole time. And and I heard her as I walked past say calmly, no, Emily, we just have half the aisles left. It's okay. It won't be too long. I was so impressed by what she did. And, and so I just went along my way and and she continued shopping and I continued shopping. And pretty soon we crossed paths again. And the same thing was going on, only by this point, this little girl had exploded. I mean, she had just grown in this temper tantrum. She wanted everything on the on the shelves. And and this mom just gently and calmly said, There, there, Emily. There's just two more aisles to go. And then we'll be at the checkout. And at this point, I was just, I was amazed that, that she was so calm and, and collected. And, and so we continued to go along and, and uh, I kind of 
wanted to see what would happen. And the little girl kind of calmed down for a little bit. But as they went into checkout, again, you know, there's all those impulse buy items right there next to the checkout. And here was this mom and the little girl reached out for that gum and said, Mom, I want gum. I want gum right now. But the mom just said, Emily, we'll be through the checkout stand in a couple minutes and then you can go home and have a nice nap. At this point, I was just, I was amazed by this mom and I wanted to congratulate her and thank her for how calm and kind she was with her daughter. And also being willing to set those boundaries and just be, be strong, but kind. And so I actually followed this mom out into the parking lot and there I walked up to her and I just said you know I I approached her and said excuse me I couldn't help but noticing how patient you were with little Emily and the woman cut me off mid-sentence and she kind of looked at me funny and she said my little girl's name is Katie I'm Emily okay so the truth is that that story is not really about me it is actually an adaptation of a joke from a, a website called jokesnews.com. Um, but the the story really illustrates the, the essence of what we want to be doing as parents to help our kids with with getting through temper tantrums and being able to to manage their emotions and help ourselves to to manage our own emotions. And I always tell parents that the sign of a great parent, is not the child's behavior. The sign of a truly great parent is the parent's behavior. I think that one of the most important things that we can do with our kids is to to really try to understand what it is and gain some perspective behind why they're throwing that tantrum. Understanding really is the key to compassion, wisdom, and positive change. I really think that tantrums can be one of the most frustrating things for parents because a lot of times we feel like the thing that they're so upset about is, is no big deal. But to our kids, it, it is often a big deal. And, and if we, we really stop to think about it, kids' tantrums are really not that different from adult tantrums. We just often don't call our emotions tantrums. Um, and we, we learn some things throughout our lives that help us to be a little bit more socially appropriate in how we express our emotions and what we do to others or, or how, we, how we show those things outwardly. But if we think about what, what are the things that really induce strong negative emotions for us, anger or just impulsive sorts of frustration or anxiety in us. And if we think about that, we can gain a better understanding and some empathy for what it is that's causing our children's tantrums. So if we consider the just a few of the following reasons for tantrums, first of all, what they want doesn't match what they actually get in reality. Second, they feel a lack of control. Third, they struggle to express what they really want to communicate in any other way. Fourth, they seek attention. Fifth, their skills don't seem to match their needs. Sixth, they're experiencing some negative contributing factors. 
um, things like being sick or tired or hungry or feeling disconnected, sometimes just developmental stages can, can also contribute to their tantrums and those things. And finally, they're just grumpy. And sometimes we're just grumpy too. I think one of the hardest things about tantrums is that sometimes the things that work, so to speak, with making the tantrum stop immediately, um, stop the screaming and all of those types of things, are the very things that long-term don't help with that behavior. They don't teach the child what they need to know. They don't build strong relationships with the child, and they don't challenge us to, to upgrade ourselves and to be more emotionally intelligent ourselves. And so there's one really easy way to get a, a tantrum to stop, but it's not effective, and that's simply to give in to the child, to do what it, whatever it is that they're wanting you to do. That's a way to do it, but it doesn't do what we want it to do in the long run. And so we have to think about what is it that we really are wanting to do. That's where true parenting comes into play in those three questions of asking ourselves if we're applying the true principles in in our interactions with our kids really come into play and they help us is that, first of all, whatever we're doing with our children when they're throwing those tantrums, is it teaching them what we intend on teaching them? Is it teaching them to recognize and manage their emotions better? Is it teaching them to communicate more effectively um, and to seek out the things that they need and want in, in more effective ways? The second thing is what I'm doing with my child building our relationship or is it tearing it down? Is it making me into the enemy or am I there as a strength and a support to help them to overcome any of the struggles that they're dealing with? And last of all, am I able to look at myself and try to upgrade my own responses and am I doing things that challenge me to be more what I want to see in my children? So with those three principles in mind and those questions, there are six specific solutions that I'd like to share with you in this podcast that will help us to tame those tantrums in the moment, but also teach them those principles that we want to teach them in the long run and help them to prevent those tantrums and those struggles in the future. So first is to share more control. I often tell parents that one of the things that we need to give up as parents is, is control and that we trade control as parents for influence and to recognize that control is an illusion. It's something that is, is not real. Even when our child is doing what we would like them to do, it's because they've consented to it. We're not controlling them, but they have decided to go along with it. And so to share that control and to not try to control, but rather influence in a positive way. A couple ways to do this is, first of all, to give choices. Oftentimes we don't want to overwhelm kids with choices, but oftentimes we can just give them a couple choices that are, that are okay with us. For instance, if our children are going to bed and we want them to get their pajamas on and get ready for bed, we can say, would you like to put your pajamas on now 
or in five minutes? Or would you like to wear the green pajamas or the blue pajamas? Another option is to turn our no's into yeses. An example of this might be that your child comes in and says, Dad, I want to go play outside. Can I go play with Jimmy? Instead of saying, no, you haven't cleaned up your toys yet, we can say, yes, you can go play with Jimmy as soon as your toys are cleaned up. So again, number one is to share more control with our children. Number two is to teach during the good times. It can be helpful to use playtime, to use family nights or reading together or other positive times and moments to communicate skills and techniques, um, to teach them how to relax and to calm themselves and to recognize their triggers and those types of things so that they don't have to go all the way to the melt the meltdown stage. I have a couple other articles that are worth checking out in this regard, teaching during the good times. Um, one specifically is how to use play as discipline. And the other one is how to prevent meltdowns. And so if you want to check those out at the blog, you can go ahead and Google them or go straight to those different articles and learn a little bit about how you can use play or these other positive times to teach skills that will be helpful when they get into that situation where they feel like the, their emotions are bigger than them. So number three is to establish a shared plan together. So during those good times, you can ask questions, ask things about how close do you want me to be when, when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're angry? What helps you to calm down? What things can I do to help you to calm yourself when those things come up? And brainstorm and collaborate on different ideas that you can do together and you can post those ideas somewhere and that plan of what you'll do when that pops up so that when it does pop up, you can refer to that plan. And I've noticed that, that kids are much more likely to accept your help to, to move through those tantrums and things like that when they know what to expect. And so number three is to establish a shared plan with our child. Number four is to empathize, but don't cave. So Dr. Harvey Karp he wrote the book, The Happiest Toddler on the Block. It offers a parenting rule that he calls the fast food rule. And this fast food rule means that you, you repeat their order back to them before giving them any orders or suggestions. So an example might be something like, you look mad, mad, mad. You want that toy that your brother has so bad. So one of the most important parts of repeating these things is to be with them, to understand and to validate those feelings. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to agree with them or that you have to cave in and give them what they want. But the objective is to simply let them know that you hear what they're saying and you understand why they might be so, so upset about it. This technique can actually be one of the most effective ways to stop tantrums in their tracks. When kids really know that you understand their concern and how frustrated they are, a lot of times that will help them to bring that overwhelm and that fear and that anxiety and that anger down to a manageable level. And they can 
start to communicate with you in a more productive and appropriate way. So number five is to allow natural consequences to occur. Now that doesn't mean that we have to think up elaborate punishments or or other imposed consequences. It just simply means that sometimes when a child starts to tantrum, there are natural consequences that occur as as a result of them throwing that tantrum. For instance, um, one of my children, my my youngest son actually on several occasions has been rather upset and thrown a tantrum late at night when we were getting ready for bed and we have a, a rather elaborate bedtime routine with our kids in which we have several stories that they we read with them and and then put them to bed but while our youngest son was throwing his tantrum we needed to get on with the bedtime routine and so we we validated his emotion and then we we simply moved on and and continued to read and said to him we would love for you to come and join us to to read the stories um you're welcome to come and read with us as soon as you're calm and through not being calm and throwing that tantrum he missed out on on part of those stories and so when stories came to a close and he realized that he had missed those stories he was upset about that um and that's okay it's okay for our kids to be upset about those natural consequences but to follow through with those things and and to help them to recognize that when we choose to do those things, sometimes we miss out on things and sometimes there are natural consequences to our actions. Not to be cruel about it, not to point it out and, and to try to rub his nose in it, but rather just to move on and to allow those consequences to occur. Number six on this list of, of techniques to use with our kids is simply to connect and reconnect with our kids. This means that both before and after a tantrum, we need to be taking time to connect with our children. We need to do things with them that they enjoy, to talk to them, to spend time looking them in the eye and and trying to understand what their life is like and helping them through just daily struggles and helping them solve problems and and just being with them and finding those those specific ways that are important and special to that child in ways that we can connect and reconnect with them. So in closing, just to kind of wrap up some of the things that we've discussed about tantrums and and how to deal with those tantrums when they come. I just want to review some of the things we talked about in, first of all, gaining some perspective and understanding the reasons behind the tantrums, and then moving on to apply the true principles that we've talked about here at True Parenting, teaching, relationship, and upgrading ourselves through the following six different solutions. First, share more control. Second, teach during the good times. Third, establish a shared plan. Four, empathize but don't cave. Five, allow natural consequences to occur. And six, connect and reconnect. And remember that tantrums won't last forever. We can give our kids the skills they need to become masters of themselves and to continue to build love through the opportunities that tantrums present. Tantrums really can be opportunities for connecting 
and for building stronger, more resilient relationships and will help them develop skills that they'll use for the rest of their lives. All right, True Parents, thank you so much for listening again. And I hope that you've enjoyed this new format of of the podcast. And please go on over to trueparenting.net and leave some comments. Go ahead and read the article that went along with this podcast. Um, it, it lists all of the six points that we talked about, as well as a few other things. It also tells that story that we we told you at the beginning. You can go ahead and reread that, share it with friends, and leave a comment or a question if you have any questions. If you would, we'd love it if you went over to iTunes or Stitcher and left us a rating and review. That helps us get in front of more parents and and help more parents just like you to find solutions in their parenting. So thanks again, and we'll talk to you again soon. 